This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. On today's episode, we're going to be drinking Jefferson Reserve Groth Cask Finish, and I am so excited. But before we get to that, as always, let's get down to just a little bit of business. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe to us. While you're there, you can leave a rating and a review. Ratings help people find the show. Reviews help us know what you what you like about the show, what you'd like to see different, and all that stuff. You can do that on Apple Podcasts app, iTunes, pretty much anywhere you listen to it. If you'd like to be more involved, go to patreon.com slash chillfiltered. That's the business. Here's the podcast. Cole, my friend. How are you, my friend? I, I hear you've uh, you've you've just gone through a uh, a uh, exam. How'd the exam go? You know, I I went in. Let's just say this: I went in more confident than I left. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, we'll I, see. I mean, I notice a trend there. Like, I feel like that's every exam since I've known you. That's kind of what you say. Yeah. And and but I, then some exams I've not done well on. <laughs> I, I I would actually say I think. I we we could basically go back and listen. It would it would kind of be a long process, but I think to my recollection, all but one you've done just fine on. There was one that you kind of tanked on. Yeah, I feel like there was like two, but but either way, I think you're more right than wrong. Um, we'll see how this goes. I get it's my third actuarial exam for the listeners out there, and I'm in the field of actuarial science, and so this one. Um, yeah, I didn't do well last time I tried, um, but I should have done. I mean, I felt like I did a ton better, but does that mean pass? You know, we'll see in eight weeks when I get my score. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, it is nice to be done studying. Last week, I barely, you know, in the past like two weeks, I barely posted like anything on Instagram, it feels like. Right. Um, just because I was like focusing on like studying for like up to like five or six hours a day. Um, so, but it's so good to be done. For sure. And like, and you know what I find weird yeah. is that you have this job. You you have a job doing what you want to be doing, but you still have exams to take. Like I find that so strange. So you'll you'll you would understand if you saw the compensation um, for each exam. Um, like I can I can definitely work the way I'm doing and and you know potentially even not pass these exams. But these exams provide uh, nice raises for each one. I like see. Very okay. nice raises. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like uh, you've got the job, but as as you pass these exams, you can do more in your field, and and so then your company's going to want to pay you more, basically. Hundred percent right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That makes so. sense to me. That makes but, sense. Uh, hey, how how were your parents? Yeah. Oh, they were good. You know, we had a great time. Um, we went up to Sedona, Arizona, as well as Flagstaff, and that was kind of fun. Uh, ate some good food. Just enjoyed time with them. You know how it can go sometimes with family. You're like, uh, you know, how, who knows how, like, especially extended time with family. And it was great. I really enjoyed my time with them and sad to see them go. But, uh, you know, I'll see them again for sure. Um, but, yeah, it was fun. And I, I celebrated uh, a big birthday yesterday that's right happy birthday i again i'm a bad friend i should have wished you happy birthday again but no i probably missed your birthday last year too i don't know i I don't i'm not offended at all let's be honest the problem is is you don't have facebook and i don't know any of my friends birthdays unless (laughs) facebook tells me hey it's your friend's birthday yeah no and it's something like that i'm not zero percent offended by yeah. Um, you know, even if like really, really like good friends just forget, I'm just like, no, I'd forget too, you know, and I've forgotten theirs. So yours is in the fall sometime. I want to say like mine October is, 28th. Mine, uh, September 28th. The, the, is it the weekend oh. after your wedding anniversary or the day week before. after the day before? Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so now I know that's right. Stuck in there, but, that's uh, right. but yeah, I'm getting old, but what about you? I'm good. Life is good. I uh, I am. I'm. So we're recording this on Wednesday, July tenth, ninth, tenth, ninth, tenth, 
Yeah, wow. I can't. First of all, I can't believe we're on the tenth day of July, and by the time this comes out, we're mid July. Like that's insane. Um, that is crazy. But uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday this week, so eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth, I am bartending for a large uh, kind of like music and arts and food festival that Madison puts on every year. And uh, the, oh, cool. actually, the the venue that I host Story Slam at, they are the ones who put it on. And because of that connection with Story Slam and everything, they asked me if I would be interested interested in being one of the licensed bartenders for the beer tents. They have, I think, they have three beer tents that they do, and they can oh, have wow. just volunteers there to serve. But they have to have at least one licensed bartender in the tent at all mm. times to, to be able to have other people serving. And so I had to, you know, do the, take the class and, and pass the test and then go apply. And I got my server's license and all that stuff. And, uh, I'm really excited about this because I'm getting paid $20 an hour plus tips. Um, yo, and, uh, I'm working something like 50 hours, <laughs> in in a matter Holy of four cow. days basically that's an exaggeration but uh i i did the math i'm gonna make several hundred dollars just by what they're paying me and then uh mm-hmm. also i believe i i do get tips so i expect to walk away with a, with about a thousand dollars and uh oh, that's awesome here's here's the problem it's mid-july in uh wisconsin so it's gonna be super Ooh. humid super hot uh buggy thursday and friday i'm working from five from five o'clock till about 11 30 each night and Oof. then saturday sunday i work from 10 a.m to about 11 30 each night so it's long wow. long days so uh, 50 hours is obviously an exaggeration that's nowhere near 50 hours it's just i i keep thinking that because that's what it's going to feel like a because it's going to be so hot and and muggy and gross and then b it's because uh I don't have a weekend. I have no weekend this week. Uh, so when I when I came to work on Monday at my you know full time job, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. today begins my twelve day stretch of no days off. And so it to me it feels like I'm working fifty, sixty, seventy hours uh, bartending. But I don't know. I, I'm really excited to do it because uh, I just keep reminding myself that I'm going to make a shit ton of money, and I I am I'm saving for a motorcycle right now. I really, really, really I want a street legal dirt bike if I can find it. I used to drive a motorcycle when I was in my early 20s. Uh, I never had mm-hmm. my license. And, uh, you know, knowing my job, maybe that's not a, a great thing to admit that I never had my <laughs> motorcycle license. But um, I, I I just always borrowed my dad's bike. And, and I had, uh, a few times said, hey, I'd, I'd love for you to teach me to ride a motorcycle. He's like, well, you can take it out anytime you want. And then finally, like one day I was like, hey, like teach me how to ride. And he goes, no, nobody taught me how to ride. Just take my bike out and teach yourself. And so um, oh, crazy. he actually did the same thing to teach me how to drive a car. He walked into my bedroom oh, wow. one day and threw me the keys to my first truck. It was a truck I inherited from my grandfather. And he said, just don't get caught. I was 15 years old. And he, he just threw me wow. the keys and said, go ahead, just don't get caught. And if you do, you don't you can't tell the cops you had my permission um so i took uh-huh. his i just took his bike one day and taught myself how to ride um and it's just been years since i've actually even been on a motorcycle and i miss it i i tell ashley all the time i just want to be on two wheels it's you know it's the weather's nice out and it would be so great to be on two wheels and blah 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 so i uh actually last week got really bummed out because I found basically the exact thing I wanted and the guy was selling it for dirt cheap and I don't know why. Uh, he he promised that it was running and all that stuff, but he was selling it for like 600 bucks and I had the cash to do oh, wow. it. And um, and then when I when I emailed him to see if, if I could come take a look, he's like, hey, I've got somebody else coming at, at 6.30. If you can get oh. here before then, I, I like you're we're good. And I was like, Oh yeah, I could be there at five 30 and then didn't hear from him. And then he finally emailed back and he's like, Oh, the other guy said that he'd give me $800 if I hold it for him. And I'm like, well, uh, why did you tell me that other thing first, man? Like, so I, I was, that hurts. I was really, really bummed, but no man, um, life is good. And, uh, I'm just excited. I'm, I'm 
it's it's this weird with this bartending thing. It's this weird excitement, but also like dread. Like I'm to be honest, I'm really yeah. dreading it, but I'm also excited. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what wins out. That's cool. I, I know. Uh, I'm ahead. excited. I told you I'm going to Virginia um, in a few weeks. Yeah, and I'm. I'm like really, really excited to hit up uh, the bar I used to work at because the guy, one of the guys that I trained there, uh, he's working the night that I'll show up. And I was just really, because that's the only night he works anymore at that specific bar. Right. Um, And yeah, I was like so excited. I just want to see that bar again. It was such a great experience working there. So shout out to McCormick's Whiskey Grill, Richmond, Virginia. For sure. Uh, Hey, Cole, what are we drinking today? We are drinking Jefferson's Reserve Groth Reserve Cask Finish. Two reserves in that name. Oh, there is two reserves. I got it wrong before. Um, no, it's all good. And and what and what type of whiskey is this? Just real quick. So this is a uh, Cabernet Sauvignon finished uh, bourbon. Okay. Okay. Anything else you want to say in the BS time right now? No. I. Oh. Oh. One more. No. 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 I have that taken care of. Is there anything okay, else cool. you want to say in the BS time? Nah, I think we're good for now. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's get to the whiskey. But before we get to that, let's take a quick break. All right, back from break. And as you heard Cole just say, we are drinking the Jefferson Reserve Groth reserve cask finish is that what you said you nailed it yep perfect uh but before we get to that cole you tried to jump the gun on me you should know i'm a good host i've got things planned and i will i will steer the ship accordingly but we should tell our listeners that we have this cool little thing called Patreon. We have a Patreon account where we post, um, I for sure, you know, I post, I, tr- I try every week. Last week I didn't do it because it was the 4th of July. This week I'm not sure if it's going to get out because I'm doing this bartending thing. But I do a, a YouTube show that we put out on Patreon and it's just for our Patreon subscribers. Um, it's just called Thirsty Thursdays with Adam where I drink some whiskey and shoot the shit with you and just kind of talk. Um, we've got some other stuff planned, uh, that Cole and I are kind of talking about that is going to be Patreon only content. Uh, and you can go there. It's patreon.com slash chill filtered for as little as $1 a month. You can get access to all of the content that we post there. And I think it's worth it. I think, um, that, uh, there's, there's, there's worth there. I should say, uh, we have some, I, I, we have maybe some, I don't know, I, I I have always tried to figure out how to tease the fact that um, you may get whiskey from us if you end up being a Patreon subscriber, but um, there there are legal ramifications on uh, how we can do that, So, but that's in the works. Uh, but anyway, we bring yeah. this up just to say you should go there, and Cole, what else about Patreon should we talk about today? Um that it's great i don't know do you want me to give the shout out yes cole come on follow my lead uh, yeah. my friend jeez um <laughs> so so we got uh actually uh within the last day um of recording this we uh got our latest patreon patron uh by the name of miles ferguson and uh he is so generous enough to give us a certain amount a month and no, you uh, go he's ahead. actually a good you, friend of mine you don't just say certain amount tell tell everybody how much yeah, so uh, Miles is giving $10 a month, and we're, like, so grateful for that. And that uh, definitely adds to our, um, you know, amount we're giving a month. And so one of the things we were actually looking forward to doing, and you mentioned uh, working out, like, uh, samples and stuff like that, and that's in the works. But one of the other things we want to start doing is, like, stickers and uh, so- some swag, as they say. Yeah. I, uh, and th- that's also in the works. Not even just stickers, but I would I would even say t-shirts and and just other merch and and we do have that available you can find the link for our merch store uh in many different places in every episode it's in the show notes and all that but i actually think cole that uh we so miles is actually our third ten dollar uh patron subscriber and yep, uh, right. so we ha- we have three people who are who have committed to ten dollars a month and i think that's awesome and i have uh 
I have just thought that those three people deserve some free swag from us. Uh, and yeah. I think I think more than just stickers. Uh, I think they deserve at least a T-shirt or, or something. Uh, so I'm going to get in touch for sure with all of those guys, the, the three guys that are supporting us at $10 a month, and, and see what they would prefer and, and work something out for sure. But I just, uh, listen, I think it's incredible how many people have responded on Patreon. Um, and I just, every time it happens, like we text each other and we're like, what? No way. I can't believe it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's just, it's just, um, you know, we, I, I can speak for me and I think I can speak for you on this when I say we really, really enjoy doing this show. Um yeah, I've been podcasting for five years, and I don't think I've ever had as much fun doing a show as I've had uh, with this show. Like this is this is the Me most neither. fun. Yeah, well, <laughs> you you haven't been podcasting for five years. <laughs> well, this is my favorite one that I do. That's right. Um, and and it is a labor of love. Like we, if even if yeah. we had no Patreon people, we would still be doing this. Um, even if. We haven't gotten free whiskey from people. We would still be doing this. It's it's fun for me and Cole, and we are happy to do this. Um, but the fact that people enjoy this enough that they're going to say, okay, you know what? I, I believe in this show. I believe in what they're doing. I'm going to spend my hard-earned money to support it and help it grow. That's huge to me, and, and I... I will take this time to say that if you are someone who enjoys this show, I, I believe that you should become a Patreon member. And maybe maybe that's hard to hear. Maybe people hear that and they think that's uh, kind of bogus of me to say. I, I just think that there's value in supporting the things that you enjoy. And I'll be honest with you guys. I have said that on every podcast I've ever done. And uh, I have been a hypocrite the entire time because there are several podcasts that i enjoy that have either patreons or they have another type of thing like patreon set up for me to support them and i have never ever been the guy that that actually follows through and does that uh but i i am happy to say that i'm not a hypocrite any longer uh my favorite podcast in the world is called bad christian and i have just uh signed up last month to to help support their show every month through something like patreon it's not a patreon account but so uh i just encourage you even if even if you can only do it for five months or, or half a year or whatever it will make a huge difference for me and Cole. It will mean being able to get specific bottles that we, you know, would like to get. So I don't know. Cole, do you have anything to say about Patreon? No, I mean, it means, it, you know, it sounds one of, like one of those things where it's just like, hey, support us. But it it's unbelievable what it means to us um, to be able to, you know, keep the show going, even in terms of, you know, taking care of the show by, you know, like the, the quality, um, what do you call it, tools that we would get. Uh, right. But also, like being able to buy whiskey is huge for us because we're we're not we're not on this constant stream of whiskey. Like we got the next you know fifteen lined up, um, but it means so much that like you know we can be supported by those we give to. To <laughs> there goes a crack again. <laughs> we can be supported by the listeners to where we can continue to like give to them, and so that would mean a lot to us. Yeah, I I agree, and and uh, you know you bring up. Uh, a fair point with you know we've got the next however many lined up um but i will say cole that you know this Mm. is i think this is episode 60 or something like that something like that i i am impressed that we haven't ever like scrambled to find a whiskey for an episode like we have not run out of whiskeys to do yet yeah and uh I I forgot to mention earlier that uh, just a side note is that I recently got a and I'm going to keep it a secret uh, until until basically the episode but I got a really cool um uh distillery to to send me um something on my own and I haven't how told have, you yet but now wait, I'm what, telling how you how have you podcast. not told me this Cole It happened very recently and dude, I was like oh wait dude, till the podcast the, the second that the distillery from Milwaukee <laughs> like gave us bottles i texted you how have you not and you're not going to tell me what it is 
No, it's going to be amazing. Dude, Cole, I, th- this is unfair. This is completely unfair. <laughs> okay, we'll, you want me to tell you? We, no, we'll talk later because I don't want <laughs> we, to. Hey, I'm all for like teasing our listeners and being like, oh, we're keeping yeah. it a secret. But we're we're at the same level, my friend. We We are co-hosts of this. I need to be in on shit. Okay, cool. Well, I'll tell you later, or I'll okay. tell you now. Okay, uh, okay. We've we've wasted so much time, Cole. Give us the <laughs> give us the information about this, but keep in mind that we're already at twenty minutes. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll kind of zoom through it. It's uh. So yeah, like we uh, mentioned earlier, we're drinking today Jefferson's Reserve Groth Reserve Cask Finish. Um, Jefferson's is based out of Louisville, Kentucky. Um, the company was founded in 1997 by a guy named Trey Zoller and his father, Chet. Now, Chet Zoller is actually a very notable bourbon historian. And so it was kind of cool to see someone who's so deeply uh, into the uh, history of it kind of get into the scene. Um, their website claims that Trey's eighth generation grandmother was not only a distiller, but was arrested in 1799 for um, basically distilling and selling illegally. Which, you know, I think people in the whiskey world love, um, you know, like, like moonshining and like just the idea, like people, people are like really proud of the kind of the, the rebelliousness of whiskey. And so what, what you are, uh, you're having a hard time saying this because you can't say it. Because you have some yeah, weird code no, about not swearing. It's a, a fu to the to exactly. the world of it's, uh, it's yeah. It's an attitude of fuck the man. Yeah, exactly. And I and I have been so. trying to not say that word on the podcast lately, but that's what it is. People, the whole bootlegger thing. It, people are drawn to this attitude of fuck the man. I'm gonna do what I want, no matter what you say. Whiskey is great. I'm gonna make it. Do you know who uh, Popcorn Sutton is? No. Well, I'll I'll explain him in a in a future episode, but he's the ultimate moonshiner. If you ever look him up, it's it's great. I'll I'll talk about him in a future episode. Perfect. But um, named the brand after Thomas Jefferson, uh, because he uh, they said he had a curiosity and an experimental spirit, which actually somewhat defines the Jefferson's brand. Uh, it's owned by Castle Brands, and Jefferson's is their only bourbon that they own. Um, they are very much known for sourcing their barrels. And they're very open that they mostly do not produce their own. But they have started a little bit recently, and I'll get into that. Um, But they're known to source Canadian and American barrels. Um, And they are also known to, like, blend and often finish their whiskey. Um, And one of the cool things they got going is they have what's called the presidential uh, collection. And it's usually the much longer-aged bourbons and even rye's. Um, I personally have had their 18 year bourbon. Um, and that was actually the most I ever spent on a whiskey pour. I was at the uh, Stanley hotel in Colorado and I I spent $69 on that pour. You've been there. Do you know that that's the hotel that dumb and dumber is filmed in once they're in quote unquote Aspen. And do you know, it's the, uh, hotel that Stephen King based the shining off of. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's cool. I love that place. I stayed there one night. It was amazing. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't stayed but, there, but I worked on a dude ranch in Estes Park, and so we drove past it whenever we drove in. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a really cool place for sure. Um, but when I worked at the bar in Richmond, uh, they had the twenty-one year rye on the shelf and the twenty-five year rye, which is like insane. Uh, the twenty-one year was easily one of the best ryes I've ever had, and the twenty-five was up there, but not as good in my opinion as the twenty-one year. Um, recently they've acquired a distillery, uh, so they can start distilling their own stuff. And that's called the Kentucky artisan distillery. And that's in Crestwood, Kentucky. And so they say these days, at least a few years ago in 2017, they said that more than 25% of their aging whiskey is from that distillery now. So they're starting to do their own stuff. Um, but it's funny because they've got these amazing products nonetheless. And, um, and they're, you know, it's they they're very open about that they source a lot of stuff and and they're starting to build their own, you know, distilling. But I just, you know, even if they didn't, they got great products. And I'm not like mad at them. You know, of course they're starting to distill their own, which is great. But if even if they didn't, I wouldn't be like mad because they put out like fantastic products. Um But anyway, um they have a two experimental notable bottles. Uh, one is called Jefferson's Ocean 
which is quote aged at sea, which they will like put it on boats and let it rock in the in the ocean, and that'll like kind of speed age it, which is kind of cool. Uh, sometimes it can be a little oaky, but you know you expect that when it's uh, speed aged. And then one of the other ones they do is called Chef's Collaboration, and that's a mixture of a bourbon and a rye. I didn't love that. In fact, that was the only Jefferson's product that I just didn't like at all. Uh, it reminded me of like a mustardy taste, which was weird, but that's just what I thought. Um, Jefferson's Reserve, Groth Reserve Cast Finish, the bottle we're drinking today, came out in 2015. Um, it was aged six years in new charred oak and aged nine months after that in Napa's uh, Groth Winery Cabernet Sauvignon casks. Uh, we're drinking today, what we're drinking is 90.2 proof. And so when they um, put it in that secondary um, Cabernet Sauvignon cask, they put it inside of a steel, like um, closed, you know, steel box. Right. And what they do is they they hot box it. Um, the barrel is actually like being like, it's like an oven. And the they say they like sweat out the wine from the bur- or from the barrels to like infuse the bourbon more. Uh, but that's kind of what they do. Uh, total wine, typically I'll see this at $67 a bottle. Not as easy to find as it once was. They have a few other res- like um, wine finishes, but this one uh, is a little harder to find than the others, but it's still doable. But that's all I got for history. What do you say we pop this? Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. All right. I'm going to pop the cork right now. There we go. Nice. It's got kind of like a doorknob of a, of a cork. Yeah. So I have been uh, I have been periodically smelling this as you've been giving us the history on it, and uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to take one more whiff here real quick. I yeah. I uh, the the first note that I got was like a saltwater taffy. Yeah. Uh, what flavor? I want to say like a cherry or strawberry. Yeah. Um. But then I got hit with a lot of cinnamon as well, a candied banana, not just banana, but a candied banana mm. f- uh, note. And then uh, one of my favorite uh, weird notes is uh, I'm getting uh, maple syrup on waffles, but specifically with butter. I like those notes, man. <laughs> I'm I'm getting one thing that's standing out. Um, the cherry you mentioned, uh, like it's, it's funny cause I get a very, and it might match your note. I get a candy cherry, not a real cherry, not like a maraschino even. Sure. I'm talking about like candy flavor, like cherry flavored candy. Right. Um, so, so the Laffy Taffy would make, you know, with the cherry that I get that. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And I'm, that's the big note I'm getting. It's got a lot going on. It's, it's not a bad nose at all. Um, but it's also not like. There's a lot, but it's not like one thing in particular is punching you in the face. Yeah. Um, one of the cool things, I'll let you sip while um, I'll talk about the color. So we mentioned this is a wine cask finished bourbon. So you might see little hints of red, especially when you look at the bottle. Um, it's got it's got a red tint, but it's not too strong. Like it, It's just a tiny bit darker in the red realm than bourbon would typically be. Um but I'm gonna go on for a sip. You, uh, you enjoy yeah, been, it yet? I have been sipping a little bit. Um, there's no right up front. There's no one taste that just really comes out. But as that finish starts, I see. I'm trying to. I'm trying to pick something up just from from the palate, but I I can't. Um, Twizzler. See, but I'm not getting that until it starts to finish. I'm I'm getting that that strawberry or cherry back again in the finish. And yeah. you're right; it is it is like a, a Twizzler. And uh, what I would say, I love Twizzlers, but uh, Twizzlers have a certain waxy strawberry taste or cherry taste, mm. and and that's what I'm getting. That's actually a, a perfect note, Cole. That you said Twizzler. Why? Thank you. Um, but again, um, but it, I'm you're getting, right. The, I'm getting that on ahead. the finish. I'm I'm not getting that. Uh, just on the palate on the it, it's very strange because it, it it almost is like on the palate there's just nothing there there's no taste there's some heat but then the finish comes in and it's just kind of like this blooming flavor of of kind of everything that i said that i'm getting on the nose i don't know about you cole 
Hundred percent agree. Actually, um, yeah. When you first sip it, it's like wait for it, wait for it, and then finally when you swallow, it's just like oh there it comes, and it's there you know like there's a lot going on. But at first, it's like blank, like there's a little know, heat. I I actually think that that's actually a really that's a great whiskey um, trait. I guess that. You're not punched in the face with these flavors right on the palate that it waits until you've swallowed and, and then the finish, you get these flavors. I, I actually think, I, I would say that if um, if I had somebody who was wanting to get into whiskey, that this is probably the whiskey now that I would probably start them off with because they're not going to be, um, don't get me wrong when I say this word, but they're not going to be offended by the taste on the palate, yeah. but they will be pleasantly surprised on the finish and, and they'll be like, Oh wow, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you kind of teach them the, the method that we talked about where you kind of hold your breath a little bit, that'll right. even make that finish even more like beautiful. Yeah. And, and there's enough of a burn when you put it in your mouth to know that like you're drinking alcohol, but it's not so bad that it would turn anybody off to it. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. But so I put but, a little. Uh, w- Go ahead. No, no, you got it. I, I hey, yeah. I I, for, I forgot to grab a cube today, so I'm gonna go quick grab a cube. You yeah, talk you about putting talk some about water the, in. It, um, okay. Yep. So I just dropped a few drops of water in here, and um, one of the things I notice is that all those notes that I was talking about earlier, um, like uh, like cherry and and I, I'm getting a little bit of strawberry, but uh, more so cherry is very like. Um, very bright i guess bright bright's an easy word to say when you add water but it's like um much more prevalent and much more sweet much more like almost like that twizzler is still there and it's beautiful but um i really like it on the nose at least with water but i like it um i i'm not sure how how it'll go with the um palate so i'm gonna take a sip real quick so I just added a drop of water as well. I know you mm-hmm. were just talking about the the nose with water. Yeah. Oh, for it's, me, um, that mm-hmm. that maple syrupy uh, waffle thing really came out even more uh, with a drop of distilled water in there. Yeah, I catch a little bit of that. I also catch a little bit of like oaky smell, especially. Yep. Um, but on the palate, I just took a little bit of a sip. And oak's the first thing that shows up. The palate is there as opposed to with the neat pour where the palate's almost non-present and then the finish is there. Um, yeah, getting a little oak, but really good finish too. Um, and the oak's not bad. Like sometimes I really don't like the oak uh, palate, but this is good. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, I often get that that syrup waffle pancake with butter note on the nose and Hold on one second here. Yeah. I th- I actually think that that's the oak smell that you would identify as oak. Yeah. That's funny. I could see that happening because I know there's certain like things that, you know, whenever I say there's oakiness, I guess that could be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just so I'm going to drop a cube. Well, just wait. Just hold up a second. Oh, I already did it. That's fine. Um, I will say that with a drop of water, I got it got pretty bitter for me, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. Weird. Um, yeah, mine was very smooth. No, it's still smooth. It's just there's a little bit of bitterness there. So I'll go ahead and drop a cube yeah. as well. Yep. So the nose, uh, very fruity with the ice cube. Um, but I think it's a good mixture of, of Twizzler and Oak on the nose. At least for My, the cube. For me, the nose is almost completely eliminated. Mm. I will say uh, I'm I'm dealing with the 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 finish of with just a drop of water. It lasts way longer than the finish did neat. It's not as good, oh, really? but but the the finish is there like still like way way longer than it was when it was neat. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, a little bit of bitterness with the ice um, on the palate. Uh, very spread out, almost. It's it's so drawn out in the flavor uh, in the palate there that it's not it's not that good. Um, it's too like stretched 
I guess. It's just too light. Um, Ooh, what do you but, mean light? What do you mean light? Like um, the flavor is, is watered down with the mm. ice. Mm. I don't agree. I uh, mm-hmm. For me with a cube in it, it has become a viscous, fruity, almost a fruit juice with with a burn. Like it doesn't taste like whiskey, cool. but it but it very much tastes like a thick, maybe almost like pomegranate kind of flavor. Ooh, good note. And it, I mean, it's I actually I'm really enjoying it with the cube in there. Really? Yeah, I'm getting that bitterness didn't make it any better for me. It's still good. Um, but pomegranate was a great note there. Yeah, Thank you. Like, I, I like appreciate that. that. Yeah. You, you know that oh, vitamin water that's the uh, XXX, the uh, acai and uh, pomegranate or whatever? Or maybe it doesn't have pomegranate. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. I've never drank in a drinking, drink, drunken, a, drank whatever. it. Did. I've never had a vitamin water in my life. Really? No. What, what, it what, good. You've seen me. I'm a fat guy. I don't drink health drinks. It's not health. It's like uh, fruity and good. Whatever. <laughs> so I would say, if I were to rank, I would say, yeah, it would go down the, from the front. It would say best pour would be the neat. Uh, second best would be with water. And third best with ice. Uh, I really and like that neat pour a lot. I I think um, I, I would I would uh, say that both neat and ice were my favorite. I, I think it would be tied there for me. Oh, cool. I like that. What would you give it as far as a uh, as a number rating? Do you, do yeah. you want to write write down the rating so we don't cheat off each other again? Yeah, I got it. Um, okay, I got it. All right, so I would I I said uh, a seven point six. Uh, okay. I re- I really really like this. Um, again, neat. It was great. It. it I got a lot of great notes on the nose when it was poured neat. Um, adding a drop of water and adding a cube, it kind of killed the nose for me. But once we got to that cube, there's something about this with ice that is really, really enjoyable to me. And and it would, I wouldn't call it like the refreshing whiskey that you could, you know, mow the lawn with a, you know, two fingers of this and some ice in it and and feel good about it. Yeah, but. It's different than I feel like it's different than any other whiskey with ice in it. That in that it uh, it just creates a different drink for me. It, it it really did become like a like I said a viscous fruit juice, like a pomegranate juice. So yeah, yeah. I I gave it a uh, seven point two five, and uh, and I put it on the like it range of my scale. Um, close to love it, but definitely not past that threshold yet um definitely good um the question is is it worth 67 dollars or whatever it was i might not spend that again i don't think so i don't think it's worth 67 dollars. Yeah. i think it's really really yeah. good um mm-hmm. i could see myself spending 50 dollars on this and feeling really good about that but mm-hmm. you know when you say 67 you might as well be saying 70 and and this yeah. is not a 70 dollar whiskey yeah, I would take like Colonel Taylor over this, which is in that range. Right, exactly. So, yeah. Well, uh, Cole, do you remember what we're drinking next week? Oh, I do not. Um, blanking right now, but I can look All it right, up. All right. Well, soon. you you give me some BS while I look it up real quick. Yeah. So, um, the yeah Jefferson's <laughs> just has a lot going on in terms of. Um, Sorry, I'm and, I'm uh, I'm laughing because uh, your forte is not improv and BSing while I look things up. <laughs> well, I was I was like actually thinking of like 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 making up something stupid, but I'm like, no, I should take this seriously, and that's why I like switched it over real quick. Um, well, the good news yeah, is Jefferson's... I've 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 looked it up, and you don't need to BS oh, good. anymore. Sweet. Um, actually, our our pour next week is actually something I'm really really excited about it's a whiskey that i bought on a on a whim and uh tried it i I, so cole you know this and and our regular listeners know this i i will oftentimes buy beer or whiskey or any kind of drink 
purely based on the branding and how the bottle looks yeah. and how the label looks. And uh, I was in your old liquor store uh, a while ago now and saw this bottle and just really love it. It looks like a classy uh, decanter that you'd, you'd see in somebody's office in the 60s or in somebody's Ooh, yeah. home now. Uh, and it's actually the I.W. Harper 15-year bourbon. And um, I I bought this, like I said, completely on a whim just based on how it looked, the bottle looked. And I have been blown away by this whiskey. I really, really, really like it. Um, and so I'm excited. Cole, you have had this before, right? Yep, I have, yeah. Right. And, and um, so it is I'm a cool excited. bottle. Yes. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it. Um, maybe you'll hate it. Maybe you don't. I don't know. We'll find out next week on that. I believe that I paid, I think, between 80 and $90 for this. We'll, Cole, for sure, will have to find the uh, right. the, yeah. the total wine price that, that you can expect. But uh, it's, a, it's a great whiskey, it, and I, I won't get too much into it, but that's what we're drinking next week, the I.W. Harper 15-Year Bourbon. That's going to be great. Um, Cole, uh, anything else you want to say about what we did today so far? No, no, let's move on to the next. And Cole, what is the next thing? Oh, I'll tell you. The next thing is Whiskey World News. That's right. You heard Cole say it. It's time for Whiskey World News. It's the part of the show where we take an article that we find on the internet, we read it, we tell you who wrote it, we uh, tell you the title and what website you can find it on, and then we talk about it. But Cole, I, I, I actually, I found an article for us to read today, but I actually, I think we're going to go a different route today. Are you okay with that? I'm ready for it. So there's, there's three big things that I feel like we should talk about. Um, without, we're not going to read any article, but I think that we can just take, uh, we're at 42 minutes right now, so we can take some time and talk about all of them. The first thing that I want to talk about is that, uh, the, 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 uh, I'm sorry, the Jim Beam fire on the Rick houses, uh, and the loss there. The other thing I want to talk about is that, uh, there is a, uh, there is an American distillery that uh, has been uh, sued because they've been calling their whiskey Highland whiskey, and uh, mm. and then the third thing I want to talk about is actually something we posted on our Instagram about today: the new Colonel Edmund Haynes Taylor release that's coming out. Um, so real quick, Colt, let's talk about the Jim Beam fire. That's a huge thing: forty-five thousand barrels of whiskey lost and jim beam puts out a uh a statement saying it's mostly um young whiskey that's not going to be used for you know these important bottles that they had planned and stuff i wonder how much of that is them uh you know like just saying that i guess but still no matter the way you look at it uh it's something like between six and nine million bottles of whiskey that they lost, basically, Ooh. which is yeah. millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of dollars of revenue. They're gonna, that's gonna hurt. Yeah. And and there's yeah, no there there is no um, there's not much that they could do they the that they could take from this catastrophe and profit off of it like the like the tornado. And the the collapsed warehouse releases that we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. There was nothing left. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. Neither you or I are in a position to be able to relate to this multi-million dollar company losing that much product. But, I don't know, if you can, can you put yourself a little bit in, in their shoes? And, and what's your move? Like... Obviously, it's not going to hurt you in the long run, but like, it it does hurt you. Like, wh- what do you do? And, and then you got to think about like, I just read something today about um, the rivers in Kentucky right now that are near there. There's, yeah. there's tons of dead fish. Wildlife is dying because of this. Yeah, it's I, my first thought when I read those articles about it and how it was doing. I was like, 
they haven't mentioned anything about insurance policies. But if I were a huge distillery like that and I had Rick Houses, I would insure each Rick House. Because um, it's not the first time, not only that it's happened to a distillery, but it's not even the first time it's happened to Jim Beam that right. they've been struck by lightning and one of the Rick Houses lights on fire and loses almost everything. Um, they have to have an insurance policy on that. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's there's huge environmental ramifications because it's... Like I said, it's not the first time that's happened to Jim Beam, and it's not the first time it's killed a lot of, uh, you know, fish and stuff like that. And so they actually claimed after the last uh, uh, warehouse fire that they put things in place to, like, prevent the environmental damage, and it doesn't look like that's the case. Um, So they might have a lot of ramifications for that. It's uh, sad, but I think they'll survive, though. Oh no! I there's obviously they're going to survive. They're one of the biggest names in whiskey, um, but you know it's definitely a hit. Okay, on to the second part. Uh, let's talk about Virginia Distilling Company, who at the Richmond, moment Virginia. they have. That's right. They have a flagship whiskey that is currently known as Virginia Highland Whiskey. And uh, the SWA, which I don't know what that stands for, but they filed a lawsuit. Okay, there you go. They filed a lawsuit. lawsuit, I want to say that again because I was talking over you. It's the Scotch Whiskey Association. Uh, They filed a lawsuit in Delaware uh, over that naming because they're using the term Highland uh, in an improper way because it's, it's it's... insinuating that it's a highland scotch and i'm curious your thoughts on that cole yeah i mean scotch is a protected term but i do not think highland is so i think you know i've had that that actual um bottle and i've seen that actual distillery and it's you know i think they're pulling it off if they called it a scotch there's where you draw the line because you can't call something a scotch and 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 it not be aged, produced, and distilled and all that in Scotland. Um, But I think they're getting away with it, and I think they will get away with it, if you ask me, for any sort of lawsuit. Interesting. So uh, in 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 a statement, they said, the SWA works to protect the intellectual property of Scotch whiskey and consistently takes action across the globe. This is vital to protecting Scotland's national drink and is a deterrent to those who seek to take advantage of the quality reputation of Scotch whiskey. In this instance, we believe that Virginia Distillery's products are being passed off as Scotch whiskey, particular on account of their use of the term Highland, which is reserved exclusively for Scotch whiskey under U.S. federal regulations. These proceedings were not taken lightly, but only after more than 12 months of an attempt of attempts by the SWA to resolve this issue privately with the company in question. The association would still welcome a resolution of the matter without the need for federal court involvement. Um, hmm. So I can kind of see their point... What is the? Why would a, a, an American distillery use the term Highland if not to try and at least bamboozle the consumer into thinking that they're getting a Scotch? I mean, bamboozle is one thing, but just even being able to say this is a single malt made in the style of a Highland Scotch, I I think that's different. Like uh, like other countries could make something called um can not I couldn't call it Kentucky, but like. Uh, they could call a few names about like a bourbon style whiskey outside of the U.S. because it's a U.S. thing, um, right? But, would but that's I? the thing. I don't know. This, as far as I'm understanding, this bo- this bottle's not saying a Highland style whiskey. They're calling it a Highland whiskey. So yeah. I I, th- I think the the argument comes down to just that single word. If they had had the word style in there, they might get away with it, but. To me, they are passing it off. They're tr- they're they're trying to pass it off as a Highland Scotch because the, the you know I, I'm sure they knew what they were doing, and I'm sure that they knew that this was something that could foreseeably happen. So, I don't know. I I, I don't I don't I don't think that uh, the the distillery what is it Virginia Distilling Company again? That's right. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they're going to come out on top on this i i think that a federal court is going to say yeah you either need to add that word style or you need to rename this whiskey 
I, I look forward to a future Whiskey World news when we find out the result of this uh, lawsuit. For sure. Because I, I think it could go definitely the other way. Abs- I, listen, I, I agree. I, and I, I don't know enough about the laws to definitively say this is what's going to happen. Uh, but listeners, if you want to know more about it, you can go to the whiskeywash.com. Uh, our favorite author, Nino Marchetti, wrote an article called Scotch Whiskey Goes After American Distillery Over Naming Choices. Now, Cole, the last thing I want to talk about is something you posted on our Instagram today. It's the new right. offering by Colonel Edmund Haynes Taylor. And and tell us a little bit about that and, and make your uh, your desperate plea for somebody to help you find a bottle of it. Oh, absolutely. So uh, this is the latest special edition from Colonel E.H. Taylor. It's called Amaranth, Grain of the Gods. And so Amaranth is a type of grain that you'll find in Latin and South America, I believe, is only where you'd find it. And it's similar to wheat, they say, but it's like back in you know the old times where people were like living off the land down there. Um, that was like what they survived on. Like that was the main grain apparently for those people. Apparently this whiskey is 10 years plus aged, like more than 10 years aged and, um, is bottled in bond otherwise. And that means, you know, at least for that, it means, uh, hundred proof and aged in governmental, you know, or government, uh, monitored, uh, warehouses and then this one distillery and all that. Um, but I just love, Currently, H. Taylor, everything they put out is gold, in my opinion. Uh, we've had a good few on the show. We've had the four grain. We've had the cured oak. We've had uh, the single barrel and the small batch. But let me tell those listeners out there that might have a chance to get this bottle. I need this bottle. I need it so bad. And it's like, I'm like willing to pull strings to make this happen. So, listeners, we, uh, we love you. And uh, if you can help me out, I will be so grateful and it would make my year. So that's my uh, plea, my desperate plea. For sure. And Cole, it's, it's Amaranth. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's Amaranth. A-M-A-R-A-N-T-H. Yeah, I've actually read that it's overrated, that, that people have had this grain, a whiskey made from this grain before, and it's super overrated. So I, I would still be interested in it. Um. But that is what I have read, just so you know. Who I'm, I'm curious who's done it. I, I can tell you it wasn't Buffalo Trace, one of the greatest distilleries in the world. <laughs> okay. Okay, man. Uh, all right. Uh, Cole, as you know, I've got somewhere to be in about 30 minutes, so I we've got to wrap this up real quick. Um, hey, man, I hope you're well. And uh, tell your wife hello for me and, and that I miss her. Will do. And uh, Cole. Tell your wife on the this, same. I will do that. And on this uh, on this rare, rare occasion, I want you to close this out, my friend. Sounds good. And I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. Mm-hmm.